Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm feeling a little, I don't know, a little blocked today in different parts of my being. I don't know what that's all about. Well, you might have constipated chakras. Constipated chakra. <laughs> I was Are teeing something up. Kind of funny. I was teeing something up there and then you took it you took it a whole different route. That's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> you were you were moving funny. So. I was moving funny. <laughs> So, how do constipated chakras work, Kelly? Well, I don't know how constipated chakras work, but but today we're going to talk about chakras. We are going so. to talk about chakras, yeah. So, what are they? So, chakras are energy centers. Okay. And they come out of Hindu culture, Hindu, Tibetan, depends on who you ask. And you'll see a variety of different models, anywhere from seven up to... 15, 18, everywhere you look, there's a different model for chakras. Today, we're only going to talk about seven because okay. that's what I work with. I work with seven chakras and I, I have found that to be fully sufficient. <laughs> so the chakras run from the root chakra up to the crown chakra from one to seven. So each of your chakras relate to a different aspect of your life and a different aspect of your beingness. And so as we go through the chakra system, we go through different elements in our experience. Okay. So let's just start with where they are. Okay. So the root chakra is at your perineum. Okay. Which is the spot between your genitals and your anus. It's that, that strap of skin there. Mm -hmm. And it's the base of your beingness. Your root chakra 
is your grounding point. It is the place from which you you garner energy from the world. Okay. Okay. The second chakra is just below your belly button. Okay. Now, in Chinese medicine, they would call this the hara. It's your life force. And it's just below your, your belly button. It is your sexual center. Third chakra is at your solar plexus, which is right around your diaphragm. Okay. Right? And that is your will center. Fourth chakra is your heart chakra. And that is your heart chakra. It's, okay. it's love. It's yep. right at your heart. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Your fifth chakra is at your throat. It's also known as, go figure, your throat chakra. <laughs> it's the seat of self-expression. Sixth chakra, it's your intuition. Okay. And it's at your third eye, which okay. is the spot between your eyebrows. Okay. And slightly up on your forehead. And then your seventh chakra is your crown chakra. It's at the top of your head, mm-hmm. the center of the top of your head at the Bai Hui point mm-hmm. in Chinese medicine, which is also the space which is relaxation, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's your connection to your spirit guides. It's your connection to your higher self. Okay. It's your connection to the universe. So why do we care? Why do we care? That was going to be my next question. <laughs> I do energy scans mm-hmm. as, as part of the work that I do. I read people's energy fields and I tell them what blocks there are, as you were referencing with your constipated chakras earlier, <laughs> uh, what blocks there are and, and what those blocks represent and how those blocks are likely playing out in your life and, and you know, the order of operations for clearing those blocks and blah, 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 yada, yada right? The upshot of why you should care is that your chakras hold the energy of your emotional blocks. Okay. Now, there's a lot of other things that people will tell you about chakras, Mm -hmm. but this is the thing that I'm going to focus on because this is what relates to personal growth work and to magic. Okay. Okay. I don't really care about anything else. (laughs) At least not right now. (laughs) Not right now. That's not We're not going to talk about anything else. But when your chakras are open and running well... You have the fullest access to yourself and you have the fullest access to your energy. Okay. Okay. So we'll just start with that as a baseline. But almost nobody has their chakras fully up and running well because we all have our shit. We've got layers and layers of shit that have been been layered upon us since childhood that we've got to peel away. So, you know, what it comes down to then is what is the stuff that's in the way and how do we clear it? And knowing what each chakra is and what it does gives you some information about what the issues are. Okay. So as you went through the chakras, you were saying they sort of were centers of uh, different aspects of your being. Yes. If I had a block in my throat chakra. You would have a hard time expressing yourself. Okay. For a variety of reasons. Okay. And that, that could be because you are adverse to uh, conflict. It could be because you need people to like you. Mm-hmm. It could be because you don't want to be seen because being seen makes you a target mm-hmm. or because you don't want to, you don't feel like you're important. And so you aren't allowed to be seen. You know, there's a lot of reasons why your self-expression might be shut down. Or you don't want to say what you need to say. Yeah. Could be another one. Yeah. It could be a self-inflicted block yeah. there as well. There, right. There's a, I, can I really be that person? Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's there's countless ways in which we will limit our self-expression. Mm-hmm. But to know that the fifth chakra relates to that is relevant. Okay. Right? Within each chakra, there are any number of blocks that, that show up. 
before I go too deep into that, I also want to give you sort of the basic context for the chakras because you'll see them referenced in a variety of different ways. If you do a search on the internet, you'll find that there are different symbols that yeah. relate to each chakra. And those are sim- symbols out of the Hindu culture and they're kind of like a mandala for that chakra. Okay. So you can meditate on them and you can use them to sort of access your subconscious mind to bring you information about them if that's something that you want to do. They also are each related to a specific color. Okay. And I can't describe the symbols. We'll, we'll put them on the show notes. But okay. uh, the colors are the root chakra. The first chakra is red. Mm-hmm. And then second is orange. Third is yellow. Fourth is green. Fifth throat chakra is blue. Sixth is indigo. Mm-hmm. And seventh is white. So it's the Roy G. Biv rainbow. Roy G. Biv rainbow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the color scheme is associated with nature. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people will talk about associated with these chakras, right? Mm-hmm. The root chakra is survival mechanism stuff. Mm-hmm. It's Do I have enough food? Do I have enough clothing? Do I have shelter? Do I have a good relationship with my friends so that if I don't have any of those things, I can be taken care of? Do I have a good relationship with my family so that if I don't have any of those things, I can be taken care of? Do I feel safe and secure in my own beingness Mm -hmm. and in my body? And do I have a foundation of energy and a, a jumping off point from which to manifest my existence? That's the root chakra. Okay. Second chakra is... And this is kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs here. Yeah. Okay. They're kind of similar. So second chakra is sexuality, creativity, sensuality, the ability to, to engage in a creation process within your life. It's conveniently located right where the sex, sex organs are. Right. Yeah. And it allows you to create from that space. So it's a point of creativity. Exactly. Now, you had mentioned that in Chinese medicine, it's called the Hara. The Hara, yeah. Um, you had given all the others names. What's the name of that second one with regards to like root and solar plexus? Does it have, or is it just the it's Hara? It's the sacral, the nope. sacral chakra, yeah. And so in this center, when we feel safe and secure in the root, mm-hmm. we can begin to create. Okay. Remember? Yeah. So that's, that's again, that Maslow's hierarchy of needs concept. Mm-hmm. Now we come up to the third chakra. Now, the third chakra is really freaking complex, Mm -hmm. okay? In the third chakra exists our inner child, which is the subconscious mind and the inner child are intimately intertwined, and you could argue that one is the other. Right. And our sense of identity exists in this space, as well as our will center, our power center, And all the stories we tell ourselves to rob ourselves of that power. (laughs) Yay, happy joy. It's a lot of conflict going on in that solar plexus. (laughs) Yes. And in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it also relates to belonging, which is the third chakra, the third level of Maslow. Because in the third chakra, we create our identity. We create ourselves as separate from others. And so, therefore, we begin to feel the need to belong. Because we are now separate. Okay. So when you are separate, you must find a place to belong. And in the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra, want to guess what that one's about? I'm going to guess it's not about um, knitting. 
No. No. <laughs> it's about love. Yes, yeah. go figure. So so the heart chakra is about love. It's about grief mm-hmm. and sadness. It's about our it's emotions. About emotions. Yeah. It's about how we give and receive love or refuse to give and receive love. Mm-hmm. For many of us we'll we'll armor it up. And because we've been hurt so many times, we'll throw some armor around there and then refuse to feel our emotions and stuff those emotions into that armor and use it as padding around our heart and then think about our emotions instead of feeling them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of complexity in the heart chakra. It's also about self-love or lack thereof. And so the heart chakra is, again, very complex and Third and fourth chakras are super intertwined. Yeah. You can really imagine a an infinity symbol yeah. running around the two of them because that's really how intertwined they are. It's the belonging and the emotion and all of that that sort of ties them together. Exactly. Yeah. Now, as you come up to the fifth chakra, we get into how you express yourself out in the world. Mm-hmm. So now we're going from your inner beingness. Mm-hmm. And the heart chakra is kind of that translation point, right? Yeah. Because the heart chakra is where we start to interact with others, right? Because yep. everything below that is sort of, you know, am I safe? Internal. Am I create? Can what can I create? Who am I? And then in the heart chakra, it's who am I in relation to others? Am I lovable? Can I love others? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I interact? And then as we get up into the upper chakras, it starts to become more about interrelating with other people and then ultimately the spirit world. And the fifth chakra is about self-expression. And we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. The fifth chakra actually, interestingly, also represents our transition into adulthood from childhood. Mm-hmm. And so when we have a failure to transition we will have chakra blocks in the chakra that are people pleasing communication and dependency and asking for permission. And these are all things that we are, we do as we don't translate into individuated selves. Mm -hmm. And so those blocks tend to show up in this chakra. And then as we come up into the sixth chakra, the sixth chakra is all about intuition. Okay. Now the interesting thing about the sixth chakra is that it operates in two directions. There's a transmitter and a receiver. And the transmitter side is what happens when you ask a specific question and you send yourself out to the the Akashic records for an answer. You grab the answer, you drag it back and you bring it home. Mm -hmm. It's like bash it over the head and bring it home. Right. Yep. Yeah. I am Hunter. Oh, right. (laughs) Now the receiver side is what most people think of as their intuition. It's the what is available in the environment to give me information. And so it's that moment where you think I should put this packet of brown sugar in my purse, even though I don't need it. And then somebody on the airplane that you're about to get on asks for the brown sugar. Right. Right. Um, Or it's the moment where you think about someone just before they call or you grab something on your way out the door that you have no idea why you needed why you wanted or you turn left instead of right when you normally would go right and you run into somebody you haven't seen in years you know that sort of thing yeah that's the intuition that most people think of that's the receiver side that's the side that most often gets blocked by those of us going la 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 in our brains right, right. <laughs> because when your brain is going blah, 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 there is no space for it to hear that little voice going turn left 
And you just like, and you're on autopilot and you go right and you miss the message. Yeah. Right. So that's the one that's so important to slow down for. This is why we meditate. Mm. This is why we bring ourselves to presence. It's this is why stillness. we try and do a single thing at a time yeah. and sit in stillness. And yeah, because if we don't, we miss that voice. We, yeah. we literally cut it off from a barrage of random bullshit that's running through our brain on any given moment. And in that point, it's not even about a block there. No. It's about just not being able too to hear noise. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally about too much noise. Mm -hmm. Although there is a block in the sixth chakra, or no, sorry, seventh chakra called mind on overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> so at least that's what I call it. I spent two years doing energy scans on people on a spiritual path and I did about 2,500 energy wow. scans. Wow. And I discovered that there are 35 common blocks that people on a spiritual path have. Mm -hmm. They don't all have all of them, but they all have some of them. At minimum, generally six to eight, mm. and at maximum, maybe 15. Wow. But there are 35 that cross the gamut of everyone I did scans for. Wow. And so... As you go up into the seventh chakra, now you are connecting in to your spirit guides. You're connecting into your higher self. Your seventh chakra is where you would channel from if you are a natural channel. Okay. What I didn't mention about the root chakra is that it's a connection to the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And the crown chakra is a connection to the divine masculine. Hmm. We have these pieces and parts of ourselves that are reflected in each of these chakras. Now, interestingly, if you are under attack, you will close your crown and root chakra. It's an intuitive, instinctual response. I, I refer to it as the energetic fetal position. Okay. The problem is, is that if you grew up in an environment where you could be under attack at any moment, oftentimes what happens is that you shut those down permanently. Mm -hmm. And then you have to make an effort to open them up to get energy in from the outside world. Because the minute you shut them down... You don't get energy from the outside world. Right. And so you walk around depleted all the time. Yep. This is also where energy vampires come from. Because if you have no access to outside energy, you will Go steal it, it from, from other else. people. Hmm. So an energy vampire doesn't have to be an energy vampire if they simply open their crown and root chakras. Okay. So chakras can get out of whack. They can get blocked. They can get closed off. And constipated. And constipated. <laughs> How do we get them back? How do you how do you fix that? Great question. So it depends on the cause. Okay. Is the answer. And we talked about this a little bit in the energy healing episode mm -hmm. where we talked about how if it's a momentary problem or something that's already been dealt with, then you can clear it using energy work, mm -hmm. right? By going and getting energy healing. Yeah. If it is related to an emotional story or a belief structure or an assumption, mm -hmm. assumptions are, God, they're awful because you don't even think to look at them. But if it's related to any of those things, you can do energy healing on it all day long and it's not going to actually move unless you address the underlying issue. There's work to do there before the, right. the healing can Now, be. the energy healing could bring up an experience that would cause you to do the work. So I'm not saying it's not worth getting an energy healing done on it. Mm -hmm. You just can't expect the energy healing to be the magic pill, right? right? It's, it's not going to be a panacea. It's going to be a trigger for that work to come up. And then you will have to choose to do the work when it comes up 
instead of stuffing it back down, right. which a lot of us like to do because it's more comfortable. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but if, even if I have, it's worth saying again, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not doing anything. Yeah. So, you know, the discomfort is an indicator of progress. Yeah. So use it as, as that. The more uncomfortable you are, the more you are accomplishing. Yeah. So growth and comfort do not make good bedfellows. Not at all. No. No. In fact, they are antithetical. Antithetical. <laughs> antithetical. Yes. We could do energy healing. We can do personal work. These will get us back into a place with the synchronization. What else can we pull from our chakras? I mean, is there power that we can get from them directly? Can we tap into them or are they simply just part of our energetic being? I would not pull energy directly out of your chakras okay? because it's kind of like using your personal energy to fuel something else. It will deplete you. Okay. Okay. What you can do is channel energy through your body. Mm -hmm. So the chakras, if you think about it, our physical body as overlaid by our energetic body serves as the connection point the interface between the spirit world and the physical world and we can use well not we can use we do use the chakra system every day to run that interface okay, okay. so what i see happening a lot that i would caution people against especially those getting started in the spiritual work is that as we step into our spiritual work, uh, the bright and shiny mm -hmm. gets in the way. Because what happens is you have this amazing mystical experience and then you spend your entire life trying to get back to that place. The problem is that the amazing mystical experience took place in the ethers, mm -hmm. right? And we live in the physical world. And when you spend all your time trying to quote-unquote be spiritual up in the ethers, what you're actually doing is leaving your body energetically. And so a lot of spiritual people, especially people in the early stages, what I see is that they are leaving their body and they they're only inhabiting from the heart chakra up. Okay. And the other half of them is out of their body. And then they wonder why they can't hold a job down or they can't make a lot of money or they can't pay their rent or they can't get things accomplished or they can't get, you know, their heads, you know, solid and straight in a direction or, you know, there's, they're having a hard time interfacing with the world. The, the foundational stuff that right. they need to do. Because they're not occupying their lower chakras. They're, they're not actually powering the parts of their energy field that do those things. Okay. And so that becomes a real problem, mm -hmm. right? You're going to have a hard time manifesting. You're going to have a hard time interrelating with the world. You're going to have a hard time feeling in your body, You're gonna, which is going to re reduce sexual uh, pleasure. Um, and yes, I get that you can have spiritual sex, but let me tell you, physical sex and spiritual sex is so much better than just spiritual sex. <laughs> so don't even go there. <laughs> but there's a lot of pieces and parts. And then they lose the identity piece, right? Because mm -hmm. they're going into union all the time. Yeah. And they, they give themselves over in service to spirit, which is backwards. Mm -hmm. Spirit is in service to us, not we're in service to spirit. 
And so we have to keep this in mind that we need to inhabit our bodies if we hope to inhabit a functional and abundant world. Okay. And where you were saying that that root chakra is your connection to the divine feminine by shutting down those lower chakras, you're also shutting down half of that sort of divine relationship as exactly. well. Exactly. Exactly. And it's also, you know, the upper chakras are the the light. Yep. And the lower chakras are the darkness, mm -hmm. as in the yin and yang, not yeah. as in good and evil. Right. Right. It's great spirit and great mystery. Yeah. You miss out on the great mystery. And the most entertaining thing I watch as people walk into this work, as they start to get back into their bodies and do the lower chakra work, um, is that they walk into the darkness and go looking for the light switch. <laughs> it's like, I, 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 I need to understand it. It's like, no, no, no. You don't understand great mystery. You experience great mystery. Yeah. You commune with great mystery. You accept and receive from great mystery, but you do not understand great mystery. <laughs> I, I want to talk about balance for a minute. Though, okay. Because balance, I hear people talk about balance a lot and they, they are like, well, you've got to balance the light and the darkness or you've got to balance work and home or you've got to balance whatever, right? And balance isn't about doing 50-50. Right. Especially in enlightenment. The masculine path to enlightenment, which is the, the light, mm -hmm is about shedding and releasing and shedding and releasing and stripping away everything until you become nothing and you become one with everything. Right. The feminine path to enlightenment is about accepting and receiving and accepting and receiving without judgment mm -hmm. everything until you become everything and become one with everything. And the paradox that cannot be a paradox if you were to find balance is to be able to do both at the same time. That's balance. Yeah. To be able to stand in both polar opposites and have it not be a paradox mm -hmm. and be able to do both at once. That's what balance and is. And it's about. not just stand it at both polar opposites individually. It's at the same time. Yes. It's, it's to exist in both spaces simultaneously. Exactly. And be fully invested in both. Exactly. Okay, well, that's about all we have for this week. And folks, if you are excited about what Kelly was talking about with those energy scans, you can check that out on our website. They are available there. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for being part of my constipated chakras. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to join us again next time as Kelly adds another chapter to your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Travel over thirteen thousand now. leave behind a little Spirit Tripper is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to KELLE at KELLESPARTA.com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since 
you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.